Shalom to all. Today's daf is Sukkot Yud Test, and we are starting four lines from the top, the third word on the line. And today's daf is sponsored Le'ilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Moshe, her Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now we are right in the middle of discussing the Machlekes between Abai and Rava in the case of a Chatzar surrounded with Achsadros, hence Chach was placed on top. Do we apply Pitaker in this case? Remember, Pitaker Yard Vesaisa means we take the thickness or the edge of the roof and extend it downwards, creating Mechitzos. This is a type of good Aches. Abai says yes, and Rava says no. And now the Gemara asks Tanan, we had said in our Mishnah, we have a chatzor that's surrounded with hachsadros, and someone had put schach on top of that. The only way it's kosher is if this schach is within four amis of the wall, because then we could say daif nakuma. But now the Gemara asks, Vamai, why do we have to say that? Name a pitaker yard v'saisim. Even if it's more than four amis, why don't we just say pitaker yard v'saisim? We'll take the roof of the hachsadro and we'll extend it downwards. Why don't we say that? It must be that Abai is wrong. The Gemara says no. Take a Rava Aliba Abai. Rava actually explained our Mishnah so that it could fit into Abai's sheet also. Kishahishva as Kiruyov. The schach was sitting flush with hachsadro roof and not on top of it, and therefore one can not see the edge in order to apply Pitikra to it. And that's what even Abai would say in our Mishnah. If it's four Amis away from the wall, we can't apply Daifin Akuma, we can't apply Pitikra, and that's why it's going to be Puzzle. And the Gemara continues, Besura Masi Lahash Maitza In Surah, they taught this the way that we had just taught it. But Pumbadisa, however, Pumbadisa Masni, they taught the following. Let's say he puts Chach on top of the Achsadra and it doesn't have Patsimen. Patsimen are pillars that are supporting the Achsadra from falling, and they're within three Tvachim of each other. So if it doesn't have Patsimen, everyone agrees it's Puzzle. That's because the Achsadra is four Amos away from the wall, and therefore we can't say Daifin Akuma, and we're not talking about Pitikra over here. Yesh Patsimen, however, if we do have Patsimen, if we have these columns that are within three Tvachim of each other, Abai Amr, he says, Ksheret, it's Kasher, Rav Amr, Psula. Abai Amr, Ksheret, it's Kasher, Amin Lavud. We say Lavud, we connect these columns, and now we have a wall. Rav Amr, he says, Psula, Amin Lavud, wouldn't say Lavud over here. And Mehilchazak Kalish Nakama, that Lach is like the first Lashon. And now we have a story about this. Rav Ashi Ashkhali Rav Kahanu, the Kamasaki Chagaba Achsadra, Shein Lapatsimen. Rav Ashi found the Rav Kahanu was sitting in a sukkah, and it had schach on top of the sachsadra, and it did not have patsimen. It did not have these posts. Let's just take a look at this picture right over here in the Gemara. So we have our sukkah, that's two walls, and then on the bottom of the picture, we have our achsadra. So we have two walls, the schach's on top of the achsadra, and it doesn't seem like there's any patsimen. It doesn't seem like there's a third wall over here, and so how is it that he was sitting in it? Amrleh, he asked him, You don't hold what Rava says. If it has patsimen, if it has these columns, so it's kosher. But if it doesn't have columns, it's possible because you don't have a wall. So then, he showed him near There actually was this little column which was visible from the inside, meaning if a person's in the achsadra, he could see this little column on the right-hand side. However, it was flush on the outside. If you were outside the achsadra and in the sukkah, you're not able to see that column. Or inami, if it was the other way around, near it would be beseder and it's kosher. The itmar, we have a statement said in regards to Erevin of a mavoy. If it's visible on the outside of the mavoy and flush on the inside, so you can't really see from the inside of the mavoy, it's still considered a lechi, it's still considered a side post, which will allow a person to carry within the mavoy. And a lechi is the same thing as patsimen, so therefore, even in the sukkah, it would be kosher. And now talking about something that we've mentioned previously a couple of times. Tano, we have a brysa. Psal Psal, which is schach, that's coming out of the sukkah, is judged just like the sukkah. The Gemara asks, my psal what is psal So Arma Ula, he gives our first suggestion. This is talking about kanim, which is the schach, it's reeds that are sticking out behind the sukkah. Ask the you need to have three walls. How could you sit under schach, which is sticking out the back of the sukkah, if there's no walls over there? So we answer no, but the ikka, there actually are three walls there. Ask the Gemara, you have to have the requisite amount of a sukkah, which is a minimum seven by seven. The Gemara answers, but the ikka, we actually have that. Ask the Gemara, you need to have enough schach that there's more shade than sun. The Gemara answers, no, but ikka, we have that. So the Gemara asks, if so, what's the chiddush over here? That just means that we have a large sukkah, and backing up to it is a smaller sukkah. What's the chiddush that you're allowed 
Gemara sitting in the smaller sukkah. It's kosher. The Gemara answers, you might have thought, since the schach was placed on the larger sukkah and it was intended for the larger sukkah, that's for the inside and not for the outside. It wasn't intended for use for the outside of it. So you might think that it's not kosher. You might say that you're not allowed to sit underneath that schach. The chiddush is, since it has walls and has hechsher sukkah and there's more shade than sun, you would be allowed to sit there. Now, Rabbi Rav Yosef, they explain the psal yetzim and sukkah as something else. We're talking about reeds. Again, schach, branches, they're coming out from inside the sukkah. They're extending over past your sukkah, not over the back wall, over the front of the sukkah. And there's actually one wall which is extending all the way the same length as the schach. You can take a look at the picture in Rashi over here on the bottom right-hand side. You see the right wall is extending all the way out. However, the left-hand wall hasn't extended all the way out. So what about that section of schach over there? You might have thought, it doesn't have the requisite amount of a sukkah and you're not allowed to sit under it. You are allowed to. That's what psal yetzim and a sukkah is. Now, he says, what's We're actually talking about a sukkah that the majority of the places in this sukkah that you're going to sit down, there's more shade than sun. However, there are certain places in the sukkah where if you sit there, there's going to be more sun than shade. You might have thought that the whole sukkah should be possible because of those spots that there's more sun than shade. The chedosh is, that's called psal yetzim and it's still kosher. So the Gemara asks, my yetzim, what does it mean? It's yetzim Nothing's actually leaving the sukkah. The Gemara answers, yetzim hechsher sukkah. Over here, the word yetzim means that it is departing from the standard of valid schach, and nonetheless, it's still kosher. And Rabbi Shaya Amar, he gives our fourth explanation of what psal yetzim is. We're talking about less than three tfachim, a puzzle schach in a small sukkah, meaning in a minimum size sukkah, and nonetheless, it's still considered kosher. And once again, we ask the question, umay yetzim, what does that mean? It's yetzim in a sukkah. Nothing's actually leaving the sukkah. So we answer the same way we just answered. This schach departs from the standard hechsher of sukkah, and nonetheless, it's still kosher. But now, Maskev Rabbi he asked the following question. This lesson three tfachim of pasal schach shouldn't be any worse than avir, than just airspace. And if you have less than three tfachim of airspace in a sukkah ketano, is that going to pasal? That's not going to pasal. So why is it that we would have a havamina, the less than three tfachim of schach pasal is going to pasal, that now we have to have this chiddush of psal sukkah? So Amalei Rabbi he tells him, I'll tell you what the difference is. This, meaning schach puzzle, is going to be mitzarif with the schach kosher, and you would be allowed to sleep underneath the schach puzzle. But v'zeh mitzarif any shenim tachtov. When you're dealing with avir, that is mitzarif with schach kosher. However, you are not allowed to sleep underneath the avir. Ask the Gemara, does that make sense? Is there something that it could be mitzarif or something else to create a hechsher v'hu atzmei in a kosher, but it itself is not kosher? How is it that we could use kosher schach and puzzle schach together to make it kosher? However, if we just have puzzle schach alone, it's not considered kosher. So Amrav Yitzchak ben Yashiv in, yes, there actually is a case like that. Yud HaSamad Be'ez Anatap, Tit horrible mud, meaning very liquidy mud, that will prove it. Shemit Starflar by saw that could join in for the total of 40 saw. We know that we have to have 40 saw of water for a mikvah. Let's say you don't have 40 saw, and the only way you have it is if you have very liquidy, pourable mud. Together, those two are mitzarf to have a kosher mikvah. However, if someone is tevil only in pourable mud, the tevila doesn't count. So we see that we could be mitzarf two things together, one of them kosher, one of them puzzle, and if we only had that puzzle thing, obviously we wouldn't be allowed to use it. And the mission continues with the case that we've had previously. If a person makes his sukkah like a tzrif. This was a dome-shaped bird trapper hut. Long arava branches were stood upright, and then the tops folded over each other to form somewhat of a roof. It's unclear where the walls end and the roof starts, so this doesn't really have a roof. Or he leaned branches against the wall. In camping terminology, this is called a lean-to. It's just leaning against the wall. Again, it doesn't really look like it has a roof. Rebbe Lezer 
Paisol, he says it's possible Menesha ain't look because it doesn't have a definable roof. And they say it's kosher. And now the Gemara says, We have a Brisa. The Rebbe Lezer does agree that if he lifted this hut or if he lifted the branches off of the floor, or if he leaned these branches away from the wall, one tefach, she shared that it's kosher. Now, why is it that when it's one tefach away from the wall, it's kosher? That's because we apply lavud, and then we say that that one tefach space that we applied lavud to, that's considered the roof, and therefore we have a roof on our sukkah, and therefore it's kosher. What about when he lifts it off the floor, tefach? That's because that one tefach is now lavud to the floor. That's considered the wall, and then the rest of it is considered the roof. And now we analyze the Rabbanon's shita, what's their reasoning that these sukkahs are kosher? The answer is, that when we have a slanted oil, we have a slanted roof, that's still considered like an oil, it's still considered like a roof, and therefore, that's a kosher sukkah. And now we have a story, Abai Ashkel Rabbi Yosef the Kagani B'Kilos Chasanim B'Sukkah, Abai found Rabbi Yosef was sleeping underneath the Kilos Chasanim in a sukkah. What was the Kilos Chasanim? We have a post at the head of the bed, a post at the foot of the bed, and then there was a curtain draped over it that is a tent-like canopy, and he was sleeping underneath it. Now, usually we know that you're not allowed to be in any sort of oil that's inside your sukkah if that oil on top of you is pasul schach, because that means that you're not really sitting in a sukkah. And Amr Leah, Abai asked Rabbi Yosef, come on, who do you hold like that you think you're allowed to sleep in this bed? Rebelezer, you obviously hold a Rebelezer because he holds that if you have a slanted roof, that's not really considered a roof. And therefore, you must consider yourself that you're not really sleeping underneath Pasul Schach, and really, you're underneath the Schach of the Sukkah. And Shafkis Rabban of Avis Rebelezer, are you leaving the Rabban of Shita and you're holding like Rebelezer? He's a Das Yachid. He's the single opinion against the majority. So Amr of Yosef responded, Brisa Ibchatani. We actually have a Brisa that teaches the opposite. Rebelezer Machshir and Vachachamim Paislim. So I really hold like the Chachamim. So Abai continued asking him, Shafkis Masnis and Vavdis Kabraisa. Fine. So you're leaving our Mishnah and you're doing like the Brisa? Armalei, he responded to him, Our Mishnah is just a Das Yachid. Detanya, we have a Brisa, which is the same wording as our Mishnah. Rabbi Nason Aimer, Rabbi Nason tells us, So really, our Mishnah is a Das Yachid, and therefore, it's better to follow a Brisa, which is not a Das Yachid, than our Mishnah, which is a Das Yachid. And now the Mishnah discusses the bamboo mats that quite a large percentage of Kalah Yisrael uses as their Schach. We have a large reed mat or a large bamboo mat, and you want to use it as your schach. So if it was made for sitting on, you know, sometimes people would use it for yoga or for sleeping on or use it for their beach mat. So if it was made for shchiva, that's makabal toma, it's a kaliva in masachin You're not allowed to use it as your schach. However, if it was made for schach, you're allowed to use it as schach and it's not makabal toma. Now, Rebbe Lezreimer, he says, whether it's small or big, if it was made for sitting on, then it's makabal toma, you're not allowed to use it as schach. However, if it was made for schach, then you're allowed to use it as schach and it's not makabal toma. And now the Gemara analyzes the Mishnah. Hagu fakasha, the Mishnah itself seems to be problematic. Amrit, you had said in the ratio of the Mishnah, Asal Shiva, that if it was made for sitting purposes, Mikabel is Tomavain Masachimba, then it's Makabal Toma, you're not allowed to use it as Schach. Now, what's the inference from there? Time with Asal Shiva. The only reason why you're not allowed to use it is because you intentionally made it to sit on it. But Hasam Lasikoch, if you just stop made it with no intention whatsoever, it seems to be that you're allowed to use it as Schach. But then Vahadratani, the Tanakama, then said Lasikoch that if he made it intentionally for his Schach Masachimba, then he's allowed to use it as Schach. Vain Mikabel is Toma, it's not Makabal Toma. And the inference from that is time The only reason why he's allowed to use it as schach is because he intentionally made it to be schach. But But if he stam made it with no intention whatsoever, then it would be for shchiva for sitting, and you would not be allowed to use it. So there's a steering mashmos in the inference between the ratio and the seifa. So the Gemara answers no problem. The ratio is talking about a large mat. A large mat is going to always be kasha for schach unless he intentionally made it for sitting on, and a small mat is always going to be not kasha for schach unless you intentionally made it for use as schach. So this seems to be a valid explanation of the ratio. However, let's substitute these parentheses with the words Ema Seifa. Let's take a look at the Seifa of the Mishnah. 
Rabbi Lezer Emer, he says, Whether it's small or big, if it was made for sitting, it's you can't use it as chach. And now we can infer, the whole reason why you're not allowed to use it as chach is because you intentionally made it to sit on it. However, if you made it stam with no intention whatsoever, then you'd be allowed to use it as chach. But what's the safe of Rabbi Lezer's statement? If he made it intentionally for schach, then he's allowed to use it as schach. It's not makabal toma. And what's the inference from that? Time with asal The only reason why you're allowed to use it as schach is because you made it with that intention. But hastama, if you just stam made it, leshchiva, it seems to be that stam making it is for shchiva for sinning purposes, and you would not be allowed to use it. So we have the same steer in Rebelezer, and we can't answer the steer in Rebelezer being that one's talking about a large one, one's talking about a small one, because Rebelezer clarified that small and large is the same thing. So it must be that that's not the answer, and that's not the difference in the Tanakama. So now we have to go back and answer the Tanakama differently. So El Amarava, he says, you're right. No one argues when we're talking about a large one. If you make it stam, your intention is to use it for schach. What's the homachlech? It's b'ktana when it's a small one. Tanakama sover, he holds stam k'tana l'shchiva, that a stam small one is made for sitting on, and therefore you're not allowed to use it. Rebbe Lezer sover, he holds stam k'tana nami l'shchiva, that a stam small one also could be used for schach. And now that we've laid the groundwork to understand the machlech as we continue explaining it, if we're talking about a large reed mat, only if it was made intentionally for shchiva, then it's makabal toma, you can't use it as schach. And the words that we would have to read into the Mishnah are, the only reason why is because you intentionally made it to sit on it. But hastama, if you didn't make it with such an intention, you just made it stam, then it's as if you had made it with intention to use it as schach, and then you're allowed to use it as schach. And that's how we would read the entire Tanakhama of the Mishnah, not talking about a small mat at all, because according to the Tanakhama, a small mat, when it's made stam, is automatically considered like it's for shchiva and it's not to be used as schach. And now skip at the parentheses, then Rebbe Lezer is coming to comment on the Tanakhama, and he says, whether it's small or big, stomach if you made it stam, it's going to be kasha for schach, even a small one. And now we could go back to the Mishnah and read Rebbe Lezer into it. Rebbe Lezer Eimer, he says, it doesn't make difference if it's small or big, if he intentionally made it for shchiva, then however, if he didn't intentionally make it for shchiva, if he made it stam, then it's as if he made it lesikach, and then so that's how we read Rebbe Lezer in the Mishnah, and it turns out the Rebbe Lezer is actually Lekula and not Lechamra. But now, Amalei Abai, he asked him the following question, if so, Rebbe Lezer, Aimer, Rebbe Lezer had said in our Mishnah, whether it's small or whether it's large, but really, he should have said whether it's large or whether it's small. Now, why is it important to switch around the order? Since Rebbe Lezer is agreeing to the Tanakhama on his definition of a large mat, he should have started talking about that. Whether it's a large mat, or even according to me, Rebbe Lezer, I extend that even to a small mat. So he sort of started out talking about a large mat and then gone to a small mat. Why did he switch it around? And furthermore, really the argument is large mat, not in a small mat. Rebbe Lezer is actually Lechomer. He's not Lekula. The Tanya, we have a Braisa. The Tanya says if it's a large one, you're allowed to use it as Chach. Rebbe Lezer, I mean, he says, only if it's not Mechabal Toma, then you're allowed to use it as Chach. So clearly we see that Rebbe Lezer is arguing a large mat and he's more Machmir, he's not more Mekel. So Elam Rav Papa, he answers, Really, when we're talking about a small mat, everyone agrees if you make it stam, that your intention is to sit on it and you're not allowed to use eschach. Keep ligi with homachlek is a big deal if it's a large mat. Tanakam is the Tanakam holds stam gadol esikach when you make a large mat stam, so then your intention is for schach. And Rebbe Lazar Savar, he holds stam gadol enami the that a stam large mat can also be made for sitting on. Umay hasal eschivah the kamar. So, what does it mean in our Mishnah when Rebbe Lazar says, if he made it for sitting on? Hachikamar, this is what it means. Stam asiyasa nami le when you make it stam, you could also have intention for shchiva ad avalisikach 
and therefore you have to have intention to make it for schach. You can't just stop make it. You have to have express intent that when you're making this large mat, it's only going to be for schach and it's not going to be for shechiva. And that's the only time Rebbe Lezer is machshir. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow talking about mats for schach. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.